0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Fearless Ones podcast. It's no secret that we are in an interesting season, not only in our lives, but in the history of our lives, that we are in a moment of time where God is doing something spectacular. And to those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, you know what I'm talking about. And so today, the question is, are you and your faith rising to this occasion? What is that occasion? What does it mean to rise to it as a way to honor God in this moment? Enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fearless Ones podcast. Matt Hamm, Kevin Adams, this is the show uh, where we build fearless people who build fearless communities that is and will build a fearless generation. Kev, say amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen.
1: And I get an amen. You got yes, it. Yes, a- absolutely.
0: That is true. hundred uh, percent, man. We've got a great, uh, we've got a great title today, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just good to be with you, brother and, and jump on. And we appreciate all of our listeners who listen to this show, whether it be on our video channels like rumble, YouTube, and Facebook, or whether they're catching us on the podcast, um, starting to get a lot of new people listening and we're we're just welcoming everybody to jump in and dive into some truth and uh grateful that you guys would spend some time with us. So Kevo with that being said today man, uh go ahead and share the title and uh let everybody know where we're headed.
1: Well, uh you know, we've been kind of talking about the idea of uh Jesus is generational. Um mm. and uh you know, we really have to go there and think about our legacy. Uh, it's not what we store up. It's uh, it's the people that our lives impact for him. Hmm. And, you know, so we're all about not just becoming disciples and teaching people to be disciples, but to, to go and make, to teach people how to go and make disciples. And I think it's uh, overlooked. So, so we've been kind of going down this path, and uh, there's a lot of different ways to go with it but um just these are just some simple ideas and uh today, especially uh, so I want to focus on a couple of simple thoughts to help uh uh not only your journey but they're kind of they're kind of uh, foundational and simple so that said, the title um, uh, wow, the title's a big thing um I usually like to have a question. So the question today is, uh, are you and your faith, same thing, right? You should not separate these two things out. So I just, but I wanted to, to really make it very personal. So are you and your faith rising to this occasion, hmm. this occasion right now? And, and uh, so so we need to define all of that and really, uh, open that question up. So you can answer it, listen to this, uh, sort of teaching and then step into that and then apply the practical thing, uh, up underneath it and, you know, connect the last few shows, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so that's, that's the title.
0: Uh, I love it because I, I just to say that the, the idea of we are in a moment, Right, where mm-hmm. where people must rise to the occasion, and and that's I right. think that 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 is a in and of itself is just a wonderful reminder that um, for such a time as this, you know, we've been talking about that for such a time as this thing with Esther, um, for gosh, what a year and a half, two years, and and here we are. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. It, you know, so. I think that uh the the first thing to start with with the question or the title is to say, well what is the what is the occasion? Mm-hmm. Um what's going on? And and let's go back a little bit. We don't have to get you know too deep with this, but um <clears throat> you know, in, in my view and, and and I think you have to rise up over and look at what's going on, you can't just bury your face in the, in the day to day. You have to, you have to do both. You have to look above, you have to take God's perspective on, and then you have to take the steps of a human. So this is what faith does. It connects us and God works through us. So we have his wisdom to be who we are in our humanness. And, uh, it's just, there's just nothing like it. So, um, with that said, what is the occasion? Well, you know, we're here now, um, so it, whether you're 56 or 40 or you know, 20, it, it, it's your occasion, it's ours. We're here, we're breathing, and um, you know, we're not waiting until one day, we're not hunkering down. We have work to do, and so that work is disciple making. Um, but the occasion right this minute is what I would refer to as Jubilee, and uh a changing of the guard, if you will. Um, it doesn't mean uh, the end or anything like that. And this is my personal opinion. I'm not thinking the you know, seven headed woman, Jezebel on the beast, you know, all that stuff's fantastic. It's scripture. But right now the simple occasion is God is changing things out bringing about change now i've been saying this for a long time but if you can't see the jubilee the jubilee year by the way was uh 2016 uh yeah i believe it was it, it, it i think it ended november uh, 2016 hmm. so since then we have undergone or been undergoing a fundamental change. So when I say a change, I'm just talking about, uh, most people are focused on the anthill in the backyard, and I'm talking about God's God's digging up the whole backyard. Right. Not fun, but necessary and worth it. All right, So, Mm -hmm. so from that point to now, what have we been seeing? We've been seeing so many things accelerate. A lot of it's ugly looking, but it's good. We're getting to see the evil that has existed for so long anyway. So, you know, you can see it on every level, but my point is the occasion is God is doing a new thing and it's beautiful. And we get to witness this. And not only that, we get to stand up and be soldiers Mm. and go. Yeah. And if we don't, then we, we miss out. We miss the mark. And if we do, we have generational legacy. And that starts with making disciples. So the occasion is, first and foremost, his purpose. That's his corporate purpose for the body. This is our moment. And, you know, as we speak, we just see huge court decision, right? We're expecting that to happen. Uh, Yeah. Go
0: ahead and you you say it, man, but uh, it's, it's important. Well, yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's, it's r- literally as I was setting up the stream today, I get a notification that the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And uh, I just texted you. I said, man, I don't know why I was just like overwhelmed with emotion. And I didn't expect that. You know, yeah. it, it, it just did. It, but in the moment, there was something in that to me where and I felt like the father said, no longer will people be indifferent toward my heart for life. That was kind of the thing, not not just about the life in that thing, but just like his heart for people to have life and have it abundantly like that Mm -hmm. is his promise for his people, you know, and that is something we can't be indifferent to. And I just again, man, it's just wild. But yes, in the season of Jubilee and just the change that's happening, just the unearthing of corruption and just the revealing of the, the termite ridden house, as you've said, like all of that is happening. And my heart aches for people who don't have God's perspective in this season. And like we said last week, they're focusing on their circumstances, right? And um, you, you said uh, in a great way last week, it is time for people to stop circumventing their circumstances. Like we have to recognize that these circumstances are for our good.
1: Yep, that's right. So the occasion is being proved out uh, or proven, however you want to say it, grammatically correct. Uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned, we knew it was coming. Uh, and, And thank you, mighty God. We see things starting to happen. Now, what are we seeing? We're seeing a whole lot of people beginning to wake up and understand this um it's not about you know who was there first or whatever it's about are you willing are you willing this is the purpose that god put you here for now not 200 years ago not 200 years from now (laughs) likely but right now this is our moment what will you do with it what will you use your resources for what will you use your gifts what will it be this is your moment and if you're not willing to use that for God's purpose, to go and make disciples, there's a lot of ways to do that. But if you're not willing to do that, then you will miss this moment. All right. Mm. Now, again, you know, all you have to do is go back and listen. It's it's there, you know, so we don't need to prove anything. But please listen. Please listen. Going mm. forward, please listen. Hear it. You know, it, it's uh, it's really, really just uh, heartfelt. All right, so, so let's talk about the meat of this a little bit. We've kind of shown that what the occasion is. God's changing the guard. What's coming is, is awesome. It means that people will get to be who they are um, in every uh, sort of institutional format. So whatever that might be or wherever your gift can be best applied, we're reinventing it. In other words, beachfront property is beautiful. We're going to rebuild our house. And it, it's not to me, and this is my view, it doesn't look like, <laughs> you know, excuse me, just the standard old, you know, let's get back to church. We mm-hmm. are the church. We are the body. We are the vessels. We have to think differently. You can't go mail it in on a church pew anymore. And you don't need to listen to some broken down message that you've heard a thousand times. And, you know, I know that offends people. I'm sorry. It's time for you to stand up, me, all of us, and be the body. All right. So here's another way of looking at this. Um, We need to stop trying to make everything Christian. We need to uh, instead... Uh, or go out, and it's about being like Jesus to others, so that they will begin to recognize him. Mm. That's what the body does. That's the beginning of being a disciple and making disciples, all right? So, you know, I, I wrote it down. It sounds a little better the way I wrote it, but it's not about trying to make everything Christian. It's about... Uh, instead, it's about showing or being like Jesus to others so they will begin to recognize him. Now, that's something that I feel so strongly about. Yeah. Um, so, so, so let's, again, I'm I'm going real slow here, but I'm trying to put all this in perspective. Well, so were, we've got, yeah, go ahead.
0: Just what to reiterate what you had said last week is people are not used to Jesus because they don't see him anywhere. Exactly. Right. And and so just to kind of hit back on that point is, you know, you're saying it's not about making things Christian. It's about becoming Jesus to others so they can recognize him for who he was and who he is.
1: Well, if you are a disciple, you become like him. Doesn't mean you're perfect. And we don't need a bunch of caveats, you know, go listen to something else if you want that. But it's about being like Jesus to others. So they will begin to recognize him. Just let that really flow through your heart. Think about that. Yeah. When we are, and so last week we said, uh, you know, people aren't used to Jesus. They aren't. They, they don't recognize him immediately. So, so this week, um, you know, I took that a step further, and I have it uh, blocked out here. But people are not expecting Jesus. Hmm. They're not expecting him. So, not only do they are they not looking, you know, they don't recognize him. They're not used to him. They're not expecting him. So, the and I'm not talking about in in the end and all that stuff. You know, that, that that that's up to him when he does that. We don't have any control over that or or charge over it. We we have work to do right now, right now, and here. So we have to remember that people right now are not expecting Jesus. I'm talking about in the day-to-day arena, everywhere you go. So, if you are a believer or a disciple of Christ, then uh, you have to uh, go out and be like Him, so that people will begin to recognize Him. It's very simple, you know. All this—this this isn't rocket science, but it's—it's it's so important that we have to slow down and talk through it. So this is his occasion and this is our work. Okay, go
0: ahead. One of the things that I think about, you know, that is like the name of Jesus cannot be tarnished. The image of Jesus cannot be tarnished, right? Because it is Mm -hmm. perfect. But people's understanding of it for generations have been tarnished because, because of, improper or untrue teaching because of human willpower, because of man's desire to use Jesus as a control mechanism for power or gain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, to me, the veil is being lifted on the fallacies of Jesus and people are getting the opportunity to actually rediscover Jesus for true, who he truly is not mm-hmm. who they have been, Misaligned with, or mistaught, or whatever. Does that make Does that make right. sense? Do you see kind of the predicament? I guess not predicament, but the thing I'm navigating through in my own head is that people, <laughs> people, Jesus has been so you know polarized and so cartoonized and so customized, right. if you will, that you know people are going, who is he really? And, and I think you're saying that in this season we're getting to establish that by saying that he was, and then enter right. in fearless among other things
1: yeah yeah i mean um we we have to what does it mean to be like him it means i think we have so long looked at that as uh it, it's about good behavior it's about uh you know standing up and fighting back um when we need to rest um or vice versa we can't know it's a, he has to live through us. And also it's about sonship. And that, that's, I mean, this is, you know, I could go in a bunch of different directions because it's a big deal. But we're not, uh, Jesus is, not only is he our, our, our savior, our perfect lamb that, that took the, the payment for us, but um, uh, paid the price for us, but he's also our model. He was a person. And he's modeling for us what it means to be in intimate relationship with the Father and and be empowered by the Spirit to carry out work on this earth. And so, you know, a lot of people stop at go on the Monopoly board. Well, we never stop. If you played Monopoly, I, I don't know why I like that metaphor. I just I can see it. But, you know, you always go through go. You always go through Jesus. The Father sees us through the Son, and we see him through the Son. And it's beautiful. All right, so without getting into too much of that, the the idea of we have purpose, and, and people are longing for that. But we also have occasion. It's now. It's right now. So we have to rise to the occasion. And we there's a lot of obstacles to why we wouldn't a lot of strat or some strategy the enemy uh, uses. And we have to kind of rise up above that and look at it for what it is. And then we can come back to it. And then we can carry out our faith and purpose begins to unfold. So right now, it's not, you know, a few years ago, it, it, people were walking around going, man, I just need to know what I'm here for and all that. Well, that matters still, but Mm. right now you should be able to start seeing it more clearly. So we're kind of coming from the ground up and trying to reiterate that it's more important right now for you to get this. So it has more to it than just you just want to live a good, productive life. Mm. Your life matters so much to generational uh, discipleship. Mm. And you have to start getting on with that. But we have to paint a big picture. And, you know, (laughs) that's what I do, a lot of big picture stuff. But anyway, um, so people aren't expecting Jesus. That means, first thing, is we have to be like him to other people. And we can't sustain that in our own strength. We, you know, we can do here and there, do some good deeds. But, I mean, we have to truly love people the way he does, but he does it through us, and he does it through uh, our humanness uh, and, and our gifts and all that, so it, it kind of comes out like us bringing our gift to someone else, but in the name of Jesus and empowered by the Spirit of God, so it's, uh, it, it allows us to, to be valued and, and take part in co-labor but it but it, it it changes lives, and when we do that together, with our resources and the things that God's given us, because buddy, He's given us everything we have. Hmm. No matter how hard you've worked for it, earned it, inherited it, it's His. Amen. He works through us, and if you're not using it for that, you really need to take take a step back and look at it. All right. So all of this has direction, and it's about generation. Mm -hmm. This next generation, God is saying, I want this generation to, to be mine. We Mm -hmm. want, that means we want 10 year olds walking around like Jesus, you know, who wants that? Anybody doesn't want that. I don't know, man, that, that's a fantastic vision. Yeah. So it's on the way. He's setting the stage. He's clearing out evil. You gotta see it
0: to understand it, right? So that's what's going on. I, I wanted to share just a quick testimony, man. It's kind of a proud dad moment, but it speaks to this thing, yeah. you know. Um, and 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 I attribute a lot of this of, of my fatherhood to you because you've certainly walked with me in my fatherhood and helping me understand, you know, what a disciple is, and have empowered me to make disciples and and focusing on my my own home as a place for that. Um, Matthew, um, who listeners may or may not know Matthew's my oldest son. And this week, man was his first away camp week. Like he went away to a Uh camp and he just came back today and he comes running in the door, gives me a hug. And Uh Liz just said, Matthew, tell dad what happened. And he was kind of sheepish and shy. And he said, dad, um, out of all the campers, I was voted the most like Jesus. And it was just an interesting kind of thing as you're talking about that, right? Like there, there is a there is this concept of this generation is being called like we are being called to become like Jesus so that the next generation will automatically carry that out. Right. And that's not some badge you get at the summer camp. It's actually, you know, it's because the way you live your life. But just tying some stuff there and just kind of saying that, like it was a good affirmation in my heart. About the fruit of the work that we've been doing and how it is beginning to manifest and just kind of like prophetically saying, like, that's where we're going.
1: It's absolutely where we're going. And uh, you, you can't know this academically you have to learn how to listen to god and and uh you know he's not gonna he's probably not gonna sit down and have coffee with you, but his people will mm. and uh and you can get to know him through those who live like him mm. and and again i wanna i wanna clarify something here. This is not about being it's, you know, I said earlier, a lot of people think it's about good behavior. Right. You know, taking the, the beatitudes and the similitudes and saying, well, I, I need to start acting like that. That's not it. Um, those things are uh, fruit. They're, they're, it, that's what happens when you understand that he is living through you. And then you, you know, it's him that that does that. So but that's another another show. I'm trying to stay focused here. But uh, yeah, I mean, we we have work to do and and it's not uh, uh, filled with a a behavior model. And I think the legalistic sort of way, you know, uh, the way I grew up when I was a little kid and everything, it's just it. God's just showing us something different. And right now is a hard moment. I mean, you know, you got, you can look at anything around you and, and complain, right? And we're going to talk about that too. Um, complaining them. I mean, not the stuff. Stuff's going to change. But so going back to this idea, it's, this is not, and this is, I don't mean this as a cliche, but this is not about being a perfect dad, I'm going to use dad since you just brought it up. It's about rising to the occasion when things are not perfect. Hmm. Okay. So you just uh, mentioned your, you know, one of your sons and, and, you know, a, a moment of joy where he's recognizing that this is, this is something to behold, to be like hmm. Jesus. Um, it, but that doesn't mean being perfect yes it means being a, a a vessel for him he's the one that's perfect listen this is a lot of people don't like this or or can't grasp this but the imperfect can give birth to perfection mary was not perfect but she gave birth to jesus who was so there's your scripture so i don't want to talk about that more but let's stay focused on this. So we have the ability to be imperfect and yet give birth to what God has in us outward. So his perfect will can be carried out. So we need to quit throwing that out there. Oh, I ain't perfect. But no, yeah. Duh, right? Right. But, but so what it's about is rising to the occasion when things are not perfect. This is the, the essence of today's show. Hmm will you rise to the occasion so so the example I'll give you is uh, just uh, simple I, I'm a firm believer that your children are the ones that say whether you're a good parent or not now they need to probably be grown because they're, they're gonna say uh-uh. <laughs> you
0: <know? laughs> yeah, you're six, you don't know anything right now you don't <laughs> that's right that's right exactly yeah we don't we're not giving it that to them yet yeah, that's right uh,
1: but you know, and my kids are pretty much there. Uh, they're still still learning it, but they're they're very tenderhearted and sweet. Uh, but you know, I, I'll let them say it or not. But I feel like Holly and I both feel like we've been really good parents uh, because we picked the big things. Um, but there are so many things that w- w- you know, especially me, where I can be harsh and all that. And and there, you know, I didn't realize um, that. I had been a little bit harsh with my daughter a few years ago, and it put a put a pretty big uh, bruise on her heart. But since she's been going and she's grown, she's was been a flight attendant, she's gone and done all these things, we haven't really had a chance to sit and talk. We used to take hikes together, you know, back in the, the day. So the other day, I, you know, I'm like, well, what's, what's the matter? You know, I, I miss you. I just want to hug. I want to see you. And, uh, you know, but what I'm saying is I didn't realize, um, that, uh, but, but instead of me, you know, the typical thing a parent does is they, they either, they don't see it. That's one level. The next level is, uh, maturity is, well, um, here's what I've done for you. And Mm -hmm. boy, I'm telling you, man, children do not want to hear all that. And we've mm. done a lot for our kids, but that's not what my daughter was. She knows that, but so I don't need to use that. So rather I need to stop and say, what have I done? And I'm talking about between me and God, well, father, what have I done? my I, I must hurt my daughter in mm. some way, you know, not, not any way that I recognized, but so I just took a, took a moment and just um and, and he showed me and he said you know to me um rise to the occasion and I did mm-hmm. and it and it, it really helped and so it illuminated everything so what he was saying to me and, and I'm, I'm trying to make this point is it's not about being perfect it's not about going backwards and going well look what I did for you or here's mm-hmm. you know it, 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 we have to stop arguing and talking head to head. We have to begin to speak and work heart to heart. We have to listen with the heart and mm-hmm. we have to speak with the heart. So rising to the occasion means being like Jesus wherever you go. It does not mean that you go back in your past and, and be concerned over your failures. Mm. So, so, so hopefully that, that makes some sense. I know it's kind of,
0: well it's, it to, to, to the, the place. no, I mean, I, I love the whole idea of bringing fatherhood into it, but you said you don't need to go back into your past and be concerned about your failures it's yeah. also there's a temptation to go back into your past and celebrate your successes. Right. And and we can be on either polar side right. of that thing. Yeah, like you said, right. well, I've done all yeah. of this or, you know, exactly. We yeah. either we either live in the shame of our past. Oh, I was a bad this, this, this. Or I've done all this stuff instead of just in the moment resting and right. letting that's God right. bring bring victory to the moment through the clarity that he can yeah. give us and rise to that occasion. And that's and right. that's where um, I was having a conversation with. um my, my brother and his wife um, earlier this week. And I was just talking about how most adults, if we're honest, are emotionally immature. They just, they just are. And and so you can meet emotional immaturity with emotional immaturity, right? Or or you can meet it with something different. And of course the people that Jesus encountered were emotionally immature in many ways. And he didn't come and he wasn't always trying to prove them wrong or, you know what I mean? Affirm their lifestyle or whatever. Like the the way that he interacted, when you start talking about being like Jesus, like a a lot of that to me and what you're saying is, is we have to use the wisdom of the Holy spirit in the moment to let Mm -hmm. God show us how it is that we are called to respond instead of jumping to a defense or a past shame or a past victory. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, uh, that's a good, uh, reiteration and a good way to frame it out. Um, y- you can't hold the things that you've done for your children over them. Uh, and, uh, you know, so, so yeah, I appreciate you, you, uh, you know, saying it in that way. And, and, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to camp out in, in the, in the moments where i've had failures either um I just you just recognize it and and you and then you live in the moment and you then you are like jesus and you meet uh i have to meet my daughter where she is and and she will never her perspective will never uh she she'll never listen to me if i'm not willing to to uh be there to listen to her perspective and yeah. to me this is what being a good father truly means and is and again she'll have to say that or not one day my goal is just to simply do my best in that effort and and for us to be vessels we have to begin to stop and see ourselves as vessels so now let's talk about what clogs the vessel mm. what gets in the way of this uh You know, we know we need to be like Jesus and and hopefully this has got more depth and meaning to it, a little more meat than just, hey, you know, go be like Jesus. And, you know, the same things people say and we hear and, you know, it's just it's just information over and over again, regurgitated off the shelf crap. We're talking about truly how that looks in, in our lives and to let it sink in and to carry it around with us. All right. So the obstacles um, <clears throat> to the occasion or to recognize the that not only is it generational, but it's his purpose carried out through us. That's why we're here. So we have to look at the obstacles beginning with what are the enemy's strategies or what's his strategy? Hmm. And, you know, the enemy cannot. I, I don't believe he can't unring a bell and he can't uncreate a new creation. He can't unsave the saved. Now we can choose to, to walk away from God. We do have a choice, but the enemy can't do that. He can't, uh, he can't undo what God's done. So uh, what he can do is keep us unproductive. He can keep us off the mark. He can keep us focused on what we do have. You know, that that complacent atrophy area, apathy to atrophy area or stress and fear and striving over security and worry. And and that's that's that whole thing. You miss the mark by searching for security. And then when you find it falling asleep in the comfort of it, that's where the world version of Christianity is. So we're talking about something different. This is being the vessel the hands and feet, if you will, right here, right now, Jesus is the head in heaven. We're on earth. We have work to do. We work from heaven into the earth. And a lot of people don't realize and and see it that way. We've got to stop and imagine it, feel it, let it work through you and then go. Okay. So the enemy distracts us, um, and and so so I wanted to talk about this one particular area, and we talked about it a little bit last week. But it's it's through our own complaint,
0: mm.
1: and you know, last week I threw it out there. Uh, you know, can you go a day without complaining? Mm. And and I I've, I've tried to work on that myself a a, a little bit, you know, and and so. <clears throat> before we get too, too deep into, you know, how do you do that? Let's talk about again, these obstacles. So complaint, you know, last week I said it dulls the senses and this is just my own experience. I mean, plug in whatever you want, you know, but it dulls the senses. It refuses patience. It removes consistency. And it buries God's voice and it buries the truth and all your potential And your value. So Mm. complaint is really, really not something that God uh, wants us to do. It's okay to cast your cares on it. Now, there's a difference there. That's catharsis. Gets it out. David did it in the Psalms. That's different. We're talking about living in this complaining lifestyle.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So had some of my some stuff pulled up here on my computer. So so just just think about that. I mean we don't like to be around at, at people who complain constantly. Mm-hmm. Yet it's okay to be around somebody who needs to get something off their chest and and right. help them with that. So so I want to make that distinction. You don't need to walk around carrying stuff around. You you need to talk to to the good lord about it or someone you truly trust that's okay you know but but what I'm talking about is this this mantra this this language that comes from the pit of hell hmm. where every time you hear something you want to you get to a point where you just want to turn it over and complain about it and uh, I mean I think we're all guilty of it but it I think it from my perspective you know I've I, worked with so many different people over the years that have learned that we have to begin to, to help shape that process early on. Because if you don't, you can't have success in, in discipleship. So, so one of the first steps in disciple making is to learn to stop that complaint uh, habit. Well, Just
0: to to say testimonially, like when you shared that on last week's show, um, it was very convicting for me. And it just it brought forth this idea in my own heart that there had been too many moments that I had given into complaint. And when you feed that monkey uh, of complaint, he runs around. And just starts knocking everything over. It's like, I got a picture of a banana, right. a monkey in my head. And if yeah. I give him the banana complaint, it's like, he's now on crack or something and he's running <laughs> around, he's tearing up all kinds of stuff in my head. Yeah. And, and, um, that, that's where, yeah. um, man just had to kind of get, get into the, uh, get into the most, it, it was funny. I actually, um, was, was reading about it on um, Saturday morning and, and speaking about it, it was, uh, James when I think it's James five he starts talking about the farmer, right, doesn't complain about the seed that's planted, you know. He waits for the early and late rain for the Lord, you know, who is in charge of the, the, the seed that grows. And it it just, it was hilarious. I was right. like, Kevin's covered all these bases, man. I was <laughs> like, I got this picture when you said, don't stand over seed to demand it grow. It's just like this farmer, you know, the crow, damn it. It was just this right. thing. You yeah. know? And and, and that is, uh, gosh, man, that, that's so convicting when we really pause and go, I have given too much time, wasted too much time, given too much authority to the enemy because of my complaint. And, and the other side of that is that scripture where it says that he, God, inhabits the praises of his people, not right. their complaint. That's right,
1: I mean scripture is is chock
0: full of,
1: mm-hmm. uh, of this. Um, and, and so you I mean all that that's that's great. It's really good. it's it's good meat, and uh, you know we, I think the thing that uh, we, we have to remember is uh, complaint is the language of hell. It's not God. Yes yeah. God wants us to to get it out and off out of our heart and off of our chest and out of our mind. So he's willing to take it even though he already knows what we're going through. So that's the only real way, uh, that's healthy about it. It's not about continuing in it. So think Mm -hmm. of it that way. If he's paid off your, your debt, you don't need to uh, continue to make the payments on it. And that's what complaint becomes. And I think, you know, I I don't know that I've met anyone who who hasn't been there and struggled with it here and there. So this isn't, you know, making some kind of uh, judgment. It's more of saying, hey, this is the beginning uh, step step of of, uh, acting out and carrying out your purpose. If you are complaining, you are killing your purpose. You are Mm. killing the occasion you're not rising to the occasion you're bowing to it Mm -hmm. and and, and, you know it it, circumstantially things look very difficult right now but what we're seeing is light is overcoming darkness
0: and Mm -hmm. it's
1: it's it's that little little cloud it's happening and if you have ears to hear and eyes to see you can see it And if the faithful will see it first Mm -hmm. and the ones who, who really uh, truly their heart belongs to God, will see it. So you can see it right now. There is so much light coming through the darkness. I think there's an old Dylan quote, uh, maybe a song or something, but it it goes something like, I'm going to kick the, kick the daylight. I mean, kick the darkness until it bleeds daylight. And I love the picture of that. And that's kind of what we need to, to do. But complaint uh, is just, uh, it just dulls the senses. It refuses patience. I'm just saying it again. Yeah. It removes consistency. We cannot be consistent when we are complaining. Uh, and uh, and it just buries our potential. It buries God's voice and it buries our value. So just really hold on to that now. Let's look at,
0: uh, Mm, I had a, I had a picture. I just want to get to my picture. Um, yeah, I had a picture of somebody standing by a grave. Um, and, um, you know, think about, think about a graveyard, think about a grave digger standing beside a tombstone Uh and pile of dirt on the side. And in the grave is your value, your potential and God's voice. And every word of complaint out of your mouth is taking a shovel of dirt and throwing it on that those things yeah that's good yeah that's good all right
1: let's see i'm trying to my computer said battery saver is on so i, I got a couple of verses here but no, okay. i like that it, it yeah i mean you know we're talking about life and and that's death right so uh, there's a lot to that um but let me let me before my I, don't, I didn't plug it in. So let me read a couple of things. This is the the uh, just just a couple of thoughts here. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving is uh, one of the, the ways. So so it's like when you turn the train, repentance is, is not just uh, stopping. It's turning it around and going the opposite way. So a repentance might be if you're heading to Miami, you need to turn around and go toward New York. Or maybe the opposite's better right now, you know, we don't want to go up there, but um, so so if you stop complaining, you have to fill that with you know something positive, something that is true and good from God. so thanksgiving uh it, you know, I was just out in the ocean uh, a couple of days ago, just a couple of times I went out and just spent time in the water, and it wasn't it, it, it was flat. But it's just so peaceful, and to me, it's just a wonderful place to not only to to double check the things that you've complained about and repent from that if you mm-hmm. if you need to, but then to fill that void with thank you, thank you, and that's where you get that counted all joy, in James. That's where you you start seeing, um, like in Thessalonians, um, you know, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of. Uh, God in Christ for you. So it says be thankful in all circumstances. It also says be thankful for all things. Um, back over in uh, Ephesians, I think it's I, I'm, some of it's blocked here. But basically, uh, I think it's uh, maybe it's, it's Ephesians 5. But uh, let's see what it says here. Yeah, 518 through 20 is what I pulled up. Some of it is context. But basically, look at 19. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so Mm -hmm. um, Thanksgiving, circumstances complain or not to complain, right? So something happens, it's difficult. God will use it, right? And that's where this other verse is so powerful. And this is one we all know, but um, I pulled the, the uh, it's Romans 8, 28. I pulled a different version of it than we're used to because I, I just want to really uh, frame it out and add some, just a different feel to it. This is, I think it's common, english version or something um, but it says uh romans eight twenty. It says we know that god is always at work for the good of everyone who loves him it's, it says always you know so that's the same thing as all things work together for the good which is the one we were most but it goes on to say they are the ones right this is us mm-hmm. this is this is he's talking about us they are the ones God has chosen for his purpose mm. for this occasion right now, because we're here. So whether we know everything we have work to do, we have to begin to get on with that. So I love that version of it. I'm so used to saying, "All oh, things work together for the <laughs> yeah, really good, right? Good. Yeah. And you go on. It's almost a mantra. So it's good to see a different version of it. Remember, it's his purpose, not ours, but right. he gives it to us. He made us to fill it. So it it becomes our purpose. But we have to step into it. Complaint blocks that. Thanksgiving opens it back up. Mm-hmm. This is what I would call spiritual warfare. Mm. Counting it all joy is exactly what he tells us to do. This opens the door not only to be like Jesus, but to begin to carry out the work because it unclogs. The vessel, right? The mm-hmm. vessel of being your heart. So it, it people know this already, right? Everybody kind of gets this. I'm just trying to let it sink in deeper and let that seed germinate so we can live it instead of just talking about it, so we can emulate Jesus, emulate the heroes of faith rather than just quoting them. Yeah, which is mostly what's going on and why the world looks like it does.
0: again, I don't know why I'm having these pictures today, but as you say, these things, it's just giving me these illustrations that are popping into my head. Um, I had a picture of a guy who was holding a mason jar and inside the mason jar was his purpose, like the the thing that God had made him for. And um, unknowingly, every time he had a complaint, you screw the jar lid tighter. And every time you had a praise, you open up the jar lid a little bit more. And so think about that. If if your praise ratio to complaint ratio is the same, if you're praising as much as you're complaining, all you're doing is twisting the lid and it's never coming off. You know what I mean? And if you're complaining more, the the thing's locked down. But if you're constantly praise, Thanksgiving, praise, Thanksgiving, praise, Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? The, The lid begins to come off. And it exposes, it reveals that purpose. So again, I'm just sharing a picture to the words that you said to give somebody a visual uh, of thinking about themselves every day with that jar. You know what I mean? Like, are Mm -hmm. you opening up your purpose or are you closing it down? Uh, Are you burying it with the the sand and the dirt of complaint or are you raising it to life with with praise? Yeah. Well, anything that creates a
1: good image is something you can experience and hold in your heart. And so this is why Jesus spoke uh, metaphorically. He spoke in parables. It's parabolic. He shows you something on the surface that can be seen to unearth something that cannot be seen. And this is why, you know, a lot of things, people, it, it takes time. It takes time. This is uh, like seed planting. People want off the shelf Tony Robbins crap immediately. And they'll pay thousands of dollars for it. Hmm. This, they just say, Well, I'll just go down to church and get it. And, uh, you know, is that if that's happening, then keep going. If it's not, help us out, jump in because we, we want to do this for the next generation. Don't your children and grandchildren deserve that? Mm. So, So, just think about it that way. But, but anyway, so it's metaphors are great, and, and impatient people don't like them. But, uh, you know, whatever. I'm just, you know, I honestly don't care. Uh, I don't want to use any more of my time unless somebody's really willing and they're in, if they are, come on, let's go. If you're not, then, you know, that's fine. Like I say before, go, go do your thing. But, but anyway, all that said, I think well, let's, let's round this out today and just think about rising to the occasion. Mm. Are you in your faith rising to this occasion? Hmm. You know, this is an occasion in my view, like a reformation moment yes. or like, um, you know, the, the dawn of America uh, with John Adams and Samuel Adams and, you know, Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. This is one of those moments. Hmm. And you're meant to be here. You know, God has his purpose and he brought you here now to fulfill it. And that gets into the desires of the heart and all these other things. But I just wanted to just to go today. The beginning of rising to the occasion means you have to believe that, that things are good, that yeah. good is on the way. You have to have hope. You have to have oil in your lamp, right? If you're the the, the, the virgins. And you have to remember Romans eight twenty eight that God put you here. You are called according to his purpose and he will make all things work together for your good. Hmm. If you are not patient, you will not see it and you will miss the mark. And that's just the truth. So you got to slow down. Complaint is the first step. Stop complaining. Yeah. And I'm saying that to myself because my wife can tell you, There's moments where I just get beat up and I start doing it. I I catch myself usually gotten a little better with age, but it's for all of us. All right. So, so this is said heart to heart. Yeah. If you, if you see or feel yourself complaining, stop, you have a choice and then start thanking God for what he's doing in the all things. Part of that scripture teaches this. If we don't follow it, um, then we're not really abiding and, and living it out. And uh, we never
0: will. You have to start somewhere. Start with us. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff, brother. Well, as always, man, I, I appreciated it. And just to let our listeners know and see, like every time we do a show, I take a page full of notes. <laughs> I just I'll always always write this down. And what's beautiful about it is is I go back, Kev, and I've got every show, I've got show notes, you know what I mean? Um, that's good from every show that we've done over the past, however long we've been doing it in this format. Um, and it's just valuable to me. And so that's something that does work well for me. You know, I think a lot of people right now are like, man, listen, I got busy. I'm on the way to work. I need a 15 minute podcast. I got something I can have fast. And I go, well, you know, there's plenty of that out there. So have at it. But this is, this is, this is. This is truly an hour of you pouring out your wisdom and, and, and me maybe helping navigate that a little bit and throwing a nugget in as if I see fit. And, and we and we challenge people to sit down with this, to take notes, to press in, you know, to, to yeah. let the Lord bring pictures, to let the Lord tie in scripture. Like, I mean, this is a a, a, a teaching hour. It's not a sermon. It's not a message. It's not a quick hit. It's pressing into deeper things, and so it's kind of like, "Hey, guys, we're going to go swimming for an hour. Jump in the water with us, and let's move around a little bit and swim around in this." Um, So, just to to share that with people who listen to the show, uh, man, I think I think the note taking thing is is valuable um, for those who really want to allow this truth to sink in.
1: Yeah, well, and I appreciate the you know the the kind words and the encouragement. You know, my gift is really teaching. Uh, it, it's got some other things mixed in there, but uh, I think that, you know, to, to credit you as well, it, you, you've you had to listen and learn, and, and that that's, you got to become a, a good student before you can lead, and, you know, that wasn't an easy thing to do when you, uh, you know, have a voice and gifts and everything else, so So this is what you've done and done it well, and I appreciate it. It makes you a good partner for me. But look, we're brothers eye to eye, and we're going out and, and, you know, we're, we're trying to truly, truly be like Jesus to people and teach other people to do the same thing. So, you know, we're building something slowly. It's not without adversity or difficulty, just like everybody else. But we're trying to do something that will be sustainable, And so when we have products and things to sell, you know, this is, this is about him, him. I'm pointing up for those who are listening Mm -hmm. and, and that's it. Uh, So that's really, we're trying to provide a lot of different ways for people to jump in financially through donation, through buying products, through just, just pour into it because listen, and I don't want to go on and on, but, there, there's so many things that, that we carry around, and, and I personally do, and, and it's changing. The season's changing. But I know people with nothing, no resources, and I know people with great resources, and I'm close to them, and, and it tears my heart up inside to see the imbalance there. This is not about, you know, give everything to this guy over here. It's about, Lord, show us the way to help where one person helps another and all boats rise, and that is what the church should be. That's what the body should be. So we are trying to create. We're not trying to. We're doing it. It's just yeah. slow going. But we're creating a system, if you will. I don't even like that word, but, but a way for people to come together and bring what they have in a format that not only teaches them and and helps them mature and and live a life of joy, but one where they feel value and they go and they make disciples. Mm. And that right there is what fearless is all about, but it starts with the individual, right? A fearless Mm. individual, a fearless, it creates a fearless community and we we're doing it and that will create a fearless generation. Mm -hmm. So whether you have plenty or nothing, jump in and, uh, be part of this, but uh, yeah. go for the week now. Try to go for the week with no complaints.
0: Yeah, get a day in, then go for the week. Amen. And it's a constant reset, right? Like you, you have to oh, constantly yeah. reset. Pause right. reset. Pause, reset. Pause, yeah. reset. Pause, reset. And so, just know that you're not alone in that. That's what we walk through That's every right. day. And yeah. don't uh, look and, back. Just keep going forward. Yeah. We're, we're doing it together. We're well, just a reminder to anybody who's listening to the show today, grab some fearless coffee. If you're drinking coffee, you want to give some coffee away. Uh, we've got a coffee subscription program through our nonprofit initiative, the Fearless Life Center, where you can get a couple of bags delivered to your doorstep each month. It's a donation. You also get access to our daily texts that we send out, which are a way to kind of catalyze um, and, and encourage your own devotional time, your quiet time. And then we're going to be expanding that here soon. We're going to offer kind of a monthly question and answer. And as Kevin and I have said on the past few shows, we've got the fearless disciple makers initiative that'll be rolling out late summer into the fall, where we're going to be having kind of curriculum educational courses to really unpack this dive deep for those who are hungry Um, as a way to begin to uncover purpose, help you build communities around your gifts. And uh, it's just exciting stuff, man. So got a lot of good things ahead, Kev. Thanks so much for for pouring out today. For everybody who listens, thank you. Leave us a review, share it with somebody, leave a comment, reach out to us, fearlesstradingcompany.com. But you guys be blessed and let's rise to this occasion together. We'll see you. Amen.